This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And you're listening to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney. Now, I'm doing something a bit major today. Um, I'm branching out into major events and uh, even sports. Uh, I'm very pleased to welcome Rebecca Aston to the show for what I hope is going to be a bit of an adventure with some yarns about major event planning and more. Intrigued? Better let Rebecca take it away then, eh? Kia ora, Bex. Kia Hannah. Thanks for having me today. Oh, mate, the pleasure's all mine. Um, I really do feel like uh, this episode's going to be a bit of an adventure for me. <laughs> yes, well, you're branching out into the sports world now. That's a bit big for you, isn't it? It, it is. And um, that's the ticket is kind of primarily concerned with uh, creative happenings in Kirikiriroa. So it's it's a bit of a stretch today. But I, I feel like if, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna branch out, you're a good person to do it with and a good person to talk to. Absolutely. Okay. Look, sport whether it's a sport event or a creative event, events an event. So at the moment we're just grateful to see them happening, aren't we? Oh, too right, too right. And um it's great to see that our kind of local venues, uh, whether they be sports or arts venues, are kind of keeping on keeping on as much as they can. Like a lot of stuff's been um postponed, uh, over cancelled, which I kind of take as a positive sign. Absolutely. Feels a bit different to last time anyway. <laughs> It does. And the way that things are changing a lot at the moment, I think, you know, within the next month, we'll start to see more and more content come back online, whether that be sports or arts or or whatever it is in the events world. Mm, For sure. And um, circling back to the events world, because I know you and I could probably talk for hours just about everything, but I I should try and get some solid questions in, at least for the people at home. Um, maybe I should start with um, a bit about you. I do this often with guests on the show, especially new guests, because uh, I can't go around assuming that everyone listening uh, knows you, who you are, like I know who you are. Um, so if, if you're up to it, a kind of uh, brief history or an intro, kind of like who you are, what you do. Cool. All right then. So um, I'm Rebecca, or Bex as most people call me, um, and I am Hamilton's major events manager. So I work for a company called H3. We run the major event venues in Hamilton, Claudelands, FMG Stadium, Waikato and Seddon Park. Um, And I look after all the events that we consider to be major events for our city. Generally, they are sporting events because New Zealand is a very sports passionate country. So most of our major events do revolve around sports. Um, And I am currently in the midst of running the ICC Women's Cricket World Cup 2022 at Seddon Park right now, um, which is super exciting to see, like we said before, content actually happening and and our venues having people in them, and a world-class international sporting event right here in our city. Well said. I mean, I feel like you're, you know, when I first met you, summing yourself up and everything that you do is kind of, uh, it's a hard task. And so it's good that you can link it to a conveniently world 
class sport event that's happening now. Like, it's good because I feel like it's what you do is the sort of thing that people don't understand until they see it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I guess, I mean, in a nutshell, an easy way to describe it is I am responsible for bidding for the major events to come to our city. So a lot of people don't realise that these events don't just turn up on our doorstep. We have to actually convince the event owners that they should bring them to our city because we are an amazing host city and Kirikiriroa is great at hosting major events. And then once it's in the city, I'm their main point of contact. And the best way to describe it is I look after everything which happens outside the venue gates. Mm -hmm. So that's all the city dressing, um, community engagement, teams things, accommodation, activations. Basically, I'm responsible for making sure that Hamilton is seen in a great light as a host city and that our guests have an amazing time when they're in the city in whatever shape or form that may be. Um, whatever they want, we help make happen. So you're Hamilton's agent? <laughs> <laughs> well, sort of. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, you know, it's it's an art show, so i got to get those linkage <laughs> to the arts terms there. Uh, but you actually probably would be a pretty cracking good producer or agent, I reckon. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll try that as my next gig. Yeah, I mean, you've, like... I don't know if it's on the download. It's not anymore because I'm about to talk about it on that to the ticket. But uh, you, you do, you have um, spent some time in our creative community, haven't you? Yes, I have. Probably about eight years ago was the last time I was on stage myself. And I must say, I know talking to you recently, Hannah, I really actually miss being on stage. And unfortunately, the role that I have is not nine to five Monday to Friday. So that kind of limits my availability to um, do stage shows and things like that. But I do very much miss it. So, so you were on stage. And and this is why you, you're talking about your role um, coordinating major events and stuff. This is why I think you'd be a good producer because it, it's a similar sort of, sort of vibe. Yeah. Or at least I'm telling myself that because that's what I like to do. That's my kind of creative thing is uh, everyone thinks I'm on stage which I'm not, but um, I like producing shows and just talking heaps on radio. Those are my two kind of creative outlets. Let's just say one thing they have in common is they both involve a lot of time organising events and yes. being, uh, being in a in a show or on stage. It probably set you up well for this, though. Possibly, yeah, yeah. You know, Tech, tech Week is is a good precursor to, like, major events I would say because yeah. it's 24 7 making stuff happen right absolutely and you've got to do rehearsals for for big events as well just like you've got to do rehearsals for stage shows well and actually on the topic of rehearsals um and actually stage shows you're kind of incorporating those sort of things with the Cricket World Cup because you're taking not the stage but I've seen you you've been taking the pitch or taking the sideline whatever the, the correct term for that is, because you've, you've been emceeing, haven't you? Yeah, I've um, taken on a bit of a new role for this tournament um, and tried my hand at something a bit new. And again, I think the, all those years of being on stage have really set me up for this. But um, I am taking the role, I've been taking the role of ground announcer for the Women's Cricket World Cup. However, the last couple of times, a um, couple of matches, I've had to be quite adaptable because we know there's that big C word in our community and people are dropping like flies at the moment. So our MC came down with COVID, so um, they needed someone to fill in. So I went in front of the camera the last two matches and, and was MC in the segment breaks, entertaining the crowds. Um, and then for the match tomorrow, New Zealand versus South Africa, I'm, I'm back to the ground announcing. So you'll hear me, but you won't see me. Very similar to right now. People are hearing you, but not seeing you. Absolutely. Yeah. Which which do you prefer, the emceeing or the announcing? It's quite funny because when I got asked to do the emceeing, I was sort of quite reluctant because I was like, I don't want to be in front of the camera. I, I'm not comfortable with that. And And then after doing it the last two times, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I think the thing with the MC role is it's a little bit more cruisy. You've got breaks in between. You've kind of got an hour between each segment. You can you can have a drink. You can go to the bathroom. You can eat your lunch. 
Whereas a ground announcer, there's no time for breaks. You've got to be on the ball the whole, whole time, watching for new bowlers, watching to announce different things. And the hardest part is pronouncing all the names of the, of the international team, teams and, and practising them and making sure the phonetics are all right because you don't want to offend anyone. Um, and um, that that's something that scares me a little bit. Coming up, I've got a couple of games where um, the names are a bit harder to pronounce, and I want to make sure that I get that correct for, you know, just to honour the players and, and their names and make sure that they're being pronounced correctly. Firstly, mahi pai, great work. It's really awesome to hear. I mean, I feel like I take this quite personally because, uh, you know, listeners will know and you know that I have an identical twin sister. And so I've lived my life being referred to incorrectly with the wrong name. And so I feel like I already have like a kind of thing about like, that's not my name, that's not my name. And so it's really awesome to hear that you are kind of putting the effort in and honouring players and yeah, that announcing their names and saying their names correctly is just on the top of your to-do list. And I'm sure they will feel the same way. The reason I've taken on this role, um, and they're not using someone more experienced than myself, because I'd never done a ground announcing before, is that because this is a Women's World Cup, the Women's World Cup team was so... Um, so keen to make sure that we had as many women represented in the lead roles as possible. So a lot of ground announcers in New Zealand are males. If you ever go to a sporting event, you generally hear a male over the speakers. And because this is a women's event, they wanted to have women. And the, and the fact is that now they've had to employ all these women ground announcers all over New Zealand that have a lot of them haven't had the experience. And now it's a bit of a legacy that they've left because now there's going to be all these experienced women, female ground announcers that they can call on for other events. And with the fact that we've got so many women's World Cup sporting events coming up in our country, it, it's great because we're going to have those people available to do those those events and, and hear our women's voices and lifting them up and empowering them to to do a job which generally was done by a male. I taught Tuku that so hard. I was act that was my next question was going to be a about like because it's the ICC Women's Cricket World Cup 2022 are they intentionally having women like you in roles like yours and you've hit the nail on the head we're totally on the same page mate yeah <laughs> but I've got some more questions to ask you but I feel like now's probably an appropriate time to break for a song and uh, it's a song that uh, Rebecca was really cool in bringing to the show for me to play and I feel like uh, there's a bit of a connection with this track because it's like, do I call it the official song of the ICC Women's Cricket World Cup? It is, actually. It was written for the World Cup. Oh, see, I didn't know that. See, I knew. I'm like, I'm going to set this up. Then Bex is going to have some more inside info that's going to be great for this. But uh, the song is by a, music, a Kiwi artist, uh, Jen Wigmore, and it's called Girl Gang. And I had no idea that was written especially for the Cup. When was that commissioned? Do you know? Uh, it was commissioned uh, before. So this Cup World Cup was meant to be played in 2021. Mm. And it got postponed because of our friend COVID. Um, so it was probably written in 2020, I think, late 2020. Um, yeah. And so they commissioned Jen Wigmore to write it. And it's been the theme song of the tournament um, throughout. Just a little side note, Jen Wigmore actually jumped out of a plane with the trophy to launch this, this song. So she had the trophy strapped to the front of her and then she jumped out of the plane and onto Mount Monganui Beach um, to kind of launch the, the song. Okay, all right. You're with you waiting. Guess gold, mate. Crikey. Well, I'm not going to follow that. Here's um, Girl Gang by Jen Wigmore. Happen. Don't care if my halo dips my rise to this 
Girl Gang by Jen Wingmore. Uh, absolute banger of a track, if I don't say so myself. You'd agree, right, Bex? Yeah, um, I must say, though, I'm surprised I'm not sick of it by now. I hear it multiple times a day at the moment, but but it's a great song, and it really lifts you up and empowers you, and that's what this World Cup's all about, isn't it? Empowering women to succeed. Hard out. And I will say it's got quite a dramatic kind of opening that song and i remember the first time i actually heard the song was when i was down at Seddon park for the um cricket world cup and i was like oh something's happening something's happening and something was happening and it was just so fitting because they play it when the players um go out onto the field right that's right yeah it's so great that uh you know we're hosting the cricket world cup in new zealand and you've got a new zealand artist on board who's got big wahine toy energy and that this is the result. And um, just circling back, to, I've got some more cricket questions because you're, you're my expert for today because we're branching out uh, into sports on That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney. Just going back to the match announcing, we were talking about how passionate you are about getting saying it correct or saying the names correctly. And you mentioned phonetic spelling, and I just want to ask what is that and what does it mean? So phonetics obviously is um, when we write the name of the whatever the word is that you're saying, but you write it how it would be said. So it's not necessarily the correct way to write the word, but it's the mm. way that I can look at a phonetic spelling of a name and say it like that because it's 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 spelled out on paper as you would say it. Um, as opposed to, you know, some of the some of the um, Bangladesh team and the Pakistan team have quite some quite long names and they're mm. not necessarily spelt the way you would say them. So it helps me as an announcer to look at the phonetics as opposed to the actual name. Okay. And so how how long do you get to prepare? Um, so I've had I've had a sort of a couple of months um, and I've had the team list. Um, for that time what I often will do is I'll go online and I'll have a look at past matches or interviews that the players have had and see how other people are saying their names um, and then also I have an opportunity to do a bit of a rehearsal the day before and sometimes the teams are at the ground when I'm doing the rehearsal and if I'm saying a name completely incorrectly someone will say something somewhere <laughs> which will give me an opportunity to correct myself um, but generally, I, I just ask around and, and um, just practice, practice, practice. Okay. I mean, I'm going to have to come and uh, have a listen for myself, I think. <laughs> Actually, what I should have done is I should have got you to open the show today and you could have announced me onto my own show, I feel like. Oh, I could have. Yeah. Yeah. I'm but that would have been a great practice, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'll, I guess I'll just have to have you back next time you're announcing. Do you reckon? Do you reckon now that you've you've done it for um, cricket, uh, women's cricket World Cup 2022, that you'd you'd do it again if you asked? Yeah, if you asked. 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. I'd love to do some more events. I think. Um, let's be honest. I think I'd prefer a shorter event. Um, yeah. It's a long time of focusing and a lot of technical things to announce, um, whereas I think a rugby match might be, uh, it's only 90 minutes and um, there's, you know, mostly just announcing the tries and people switching on and off the field. Um, so that might have been easier to start with an easier one, but hey, let's throw it all in and go go for the hard one, the challenge, and then I'll be good to do anything. Yeah, no, baptism by fire, I'm behind it. Um, actually, you mentioned that cricket like they're long games how long are they uh so the icc women's cricket world cup 22 is um a 50 over match um so it starts at 2 p.m and generally they finish around nine o'clock 9 30 it just really depends on the play um so quite quite long 
Um, a lot of people prefer the T20 matches because there are only 20 overs. They're a lot quicker and, and faster. But hey, when you're when you're ground announcing, it feels like it goes pretty quickly anyway. Oh, well, that's good. I was going to say, that's like five, five hours on the tools, mate. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a long time. And the one thing that you'll find really interesting is obviously talking for a long period of time. You want to keep drinking water to, you know, mm. soothe your throat. However, you've got no time to go to the bathroom. So... I find the two-minute drink breaks are my only time to go to the bathroom. So I literally get off my chair and absolutely hoof it to the bathroom. Generally, there's someone in there because I'm trying to use the media bathrooms because they're, you know, the best bathrooms to use. There's someone in there and I've only got two minutes. It's all panic stations. Yeah. And then I got to race back and make sure I'm back in my seat to an, to announce the start of play again. So it's all it all can be quite um quite full on. But the one benefit is that people bring you food. People bring the food to you. You don't have to go anywhere. They just bring you anything you want. Yeah, but do you have time to eat the food? Because no. like, you can't announce with your mouthful. I know. I ha- I did run into trouble the other day where I took a mouthful and then someone got caught out and I had to quickly announce it. So, yeah, it is quite tricky. You should just practice um, announcing with Kai in your mouth. Yeah. To see if you can, like. Get it through. Actually, I've had uh, previous guests on that's the ticket where I think we've talked about um, on stage having to like eat or like get dressed or do normal kind of air quotes human activities with an audience and how it just shifts it so hard because it's like if you're in a show and it's like oh at, at this part in the show you have to eat um, six licorice all sorts like out of that scenario I'd be like yeah free lollies cool but then as soon as you have to do it you're like how do I chew? Yeah. I think the trick is I've found is to take small bites, very small bites at a time. Okay. You heard it here first, guys. Um, All you thespians and aspiring match announcers out there, this is is advice that you need. But uh, I'm going to go back to other major events because we've we've been giving cricket a solid crack. Um, But is there anything else coming up that you can talk about? I I often ask this question uh, to guests because people have stuff coming up, but it may not be, like, public yet. I mean, by all means, just tell me everything in the next, like, 60 years because it's just you, me, and a few people listening. Yeah, well, we do have one of the largest ever sporting events coming to New Zealand next year, and that's the, the FIFA Women's World Cup. So it's the largest sporting event that New Zealand will ever hold. Um, It's big. I've been working on this event for about three years so far, and it's still another kind of 18 months away. Wait, you've Um, already already clocked three years on this one event. Absolutely, yeah. It is huge. I've never worked on an event that takes so much time. So I started with the bidding phase for it. So I was involved right from when New Zealand wanted to bid for the event. Um, And New Zealand tried to bid for it on their own, but we're just, our country's too small. So we're actually joint hosting it with our friends across the ditch in Australia. um, And we're 50-50 splitting the matches. Um, And this is the biggest event ever. I can't stress that enough. And the level of, um detail is so high compared to any other event I've ever been involved in and it's it's really amazing to see and the same with the world cup uh, the cricket world cup I keep harping on about this but the way that the women are being treated the same as the men athletes you know the women's cricket world cup the prize pool has money has doubled since the last world cup in 2017 and it's just that's just showing the rise in women's sport and how it is becoming so much more acceptable in in our culture for women to be just athletes on the world stage like men. And it's just so incredible to see. So we have got the FIFA Women's World Cup in 2023, and Hamilton is a, a host city for that. There's only four host cities in, in New Zealand, Auckland, Hamilton, Wellington, and Dunedin. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, this year, actually, um, New Zealand is going to host the um, Women's Rugby World Cup in uh, this year in September. Um, 
Kirikiriroa is in a host city for this one. It's uh, Auckland and Whangarei. But it is so incredible to see that we've got the Women's Cricket World Cup, the Women's Rugby World Cup, followed by the Women's FIFA World Cup, all happening in our country. Um, it's just, it's, yeah, it really warms my heart, to be fair. I just love the fact that I feel like we're becoming a country that's so passionate now about rising up women. No, I mean, everyone will know that I am 100% on board with that. I, You know, I've been harping on about uh, Wahine Toa and all the um, awesome things women achieve in Kirikiriroa and beyond on that's the ticket for the better part of a year. And so uh, I completely understand where you're coming with, coming from with that. I am still super intrigued how you're, you're, you're sitting there talking about how FIFA is massive. And I'm just like, we're still in the Women's Cricket World Cup, mate. Like, FIFA's bigger than that. Absolutely. I think I spend probably about 80% of my working time on the FIFA Women's World Cup at the moment. Um, I did have to ask them the other day if they'd mind just parking their emails till the end of that March when I've... Um, finish the cricket because they're not the only event in um, in the world at the moment. Certainly going to be big and it's certainly going to be history. And even if you're not a football fan, I think that everyone will want to be at these matches to say that they've been there and they've been a part of it. Well, I mean, that's how I've been feeling about the cricket. I've been very privileged to be able to get along to every um, game at Seddon Park so far. I heard you even had a bit of a starring role the other day as well. Oh, I knew this was going to come up. Um, <laughs> no, but well, I need uh, to tell everyone what that was, or are you gonna? No, yeah. no, I, I can, I can flex, I can flex. Um, no, I was lucky enough to uh, join Bex actually on on the pitch at Sin Park the other day as a flag bearer. Um, I I bore the flag for uh, Bangladesh, who happened to win that game. So I feel like I'm lucky. So are you going to hold the flag for New Zealand tomorrow? Because that would be great. Um, I mean, we'll see. <laughs> uh, if, if you want to see me hold the flag, guys, then you need to head over to uh, hlive.nz uh, and book your tickets to uh, the remaining Cricket World Cup games at Seddon Park, and then you have to see for yourselves. Is that, is that a pretty good sell there, Bex? Oh, I think it's a great sell. Yeah. <laughs> tickets are super affordable. Yeah, actually, I was really surprised. Like, it's it's less than twenty bucks to go see world class cricket. Correct. Yeah, and it's so it's you know there are more parallels than uh, with between world class sport and uh, community level arts than I ever imagined. Very similar ticket prices, it seems. But uh, with the flag bearing. I will say um, it was an honour. It was an honour. Uh, it was nice to get out of my comfort zone. And, uh, yeah, I also felt kind of at home too because there were rehearsals. And I'm like, rehearsals, it's like I'm at the theatre. I can do this. Yeah. And and you also got to be on TV for a brief moment. So, you know, that's all fantastic too. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow holding that New Zealand flag. Oh, okay, Vex, we get it, we get it. You realise that by the time this episode is playing, like right now, that this game will have passed? It's okay, because you would have had way more practice by then. There's still three matches left. Oh, hard sell. Okay, let's bring it back to me, because it's my radio show. Okay. Yeah, if that's okay with you. Yeah, um, sure, yeah. Yeah? Okay, thank you. Um, (laughs) So, uh, you know, we've highlighted FIFA. Um, Anything else you can talk about coming to Hamilton? I know I'm being cheeky. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, I can. There's a couple of big events coming that I I can't say, talk about right now because they're still in contracting stage. But one event that's coming up at the end of the year, which is very exciting, it was supposed to happen in December last year, but it got postponed a year, um, and that's the Special Olympics National Summer Games. Um, so this is an event which was a bit different for me to work on because it was across multiple facilities in Hamilton, not just council-owned facilities. It's going to bring in about 1,500 athletes from across New Zealand, and some of these athletes have been training for years for this. I've been told that the highlight of the event is the disco at the end, 
um, and that the athletes will pack their clothes for the disco before they even pack their sporting attire. Um, and this is the national summer games. So from here, the contestants, well, the athletes will get chosen to go to the, the world games, um, wherever that might be next. Um, so this is going to be across New Zealand, uh, across New Zealand, across uh, Kirikiriroa in different venues. We've got things like uh, tempin bowling, horse riding, basketball, swimming, uh, bowls. Um, oh, it. There's some um, weightlifting, weightlifting, that's a good one. And um, this event actually needs about 600 volunteers. And one of the cool roles of a volunteer, which I've actually put my hand up to do, again, I'll be involved in this in any way I can, and that's the medal ceremony. At the final of every sort of sport, there's a medal ceremony where the athletes actually come up and stand on the podium and we present them their medals. And um, I'll put my hand up to be one of those people that does that. Um, and I think it's going to be just an incredible event. It's going to be so cool to see. And it's just really cool that it's across all of our city, not just like in one venue, which is um, great. So, again, um, the major events that happen in our city, it doesn't have to be international. It doesn't have to be professional. Um, it's just things that bring a great sense of pride to our community and things that can involve a great number of, of people. And we can light up our city. We can dress our city. We can make it come alive for these events to show that there's things happening and that we are great hosts because Manakitanga is super important to us. And Manakitanga is something that I really hammer in when I put my bids in because that's what we're good at. Shoulder. I'm just letting that have a mic drop moment there. But... um. Special Olympics. You've got me talk. You, you've you've got me. In, my interest peaked with the uh, medal bearing. I feel like I could do that. Yeah, I feel like we need to sign you up. Is it chiller than flag bearing? Oh, it's it's um. Oh, you know they've both got a, a different a different role. Yeah, <laughs> I think you'll get a different sense of pride from the medal the medal presentations. Yeah, I mean, I, it depend basically it depends how heavy the medals are. Yeah, I've heard they're pretty heavy. I mean, I'm pretty jacked, so I feel like it'll be fine. But, uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. I told you I was going major today. Um, I'm just I'm going to ask you one more question because I feel like you've, you've given me some um, solid kind of interview activity today. Uh, you've been a great guest. I might even invite you back. Um, we'll see. But um, I just want to talk to you about... Um, how you feel about kind of locally created theatre and art and stuff because obviously we know that you've got a crazy schedule you're busy um you know putting Kirikiriro on the world stage but I know for a fact that you get out you get out and you see a lot of stuff have have you always been like that yeah I guess you alluded to it earlier Hannah is that um I, I do love performing myself um started when I was at high school. I did a lot of musical theatre, speech and drama, things like that. Um, and I've been in a number of stage shows um, and, and Riverly Theatre. I've been in some shows at Riverly Theatre and I do really enjoy that. It lights me up. And so, you know, in the absence of having the time to be able to commit to those things at the moment, do enjoy getting out and watching, you know, other shows that are on in our community um, the, it really saddened me when Hamilton Gardens Arts Festival was cancelled this year. Um, I had tickets for shows and that was really disappointing, but obviously it was in the best interests of everybody. Um, so I do like to support those sorts of things. Um, and sometimes it's not just supporting them in terms of going to see them, but also volunteering. Um, I do a lot of volunteering and, and if, you know, as an event manager, I can use my skills to help with these sorts of things. Um, I recently went to see Mamma Mia at the Riverley Theatre, which was absolutely fantastic. I loved it. I uh, thought it was incredible and I was just so stoked to see them, um, how they actually made that show go ahead under the under the government restrictions and that we were still able to go. It was just absolutely incredible. Um, and... I just love, um, yeah, getting out and seeing shows and, and going to them, and, and especially from our our local um, groups like Hamilton Operatics and Hamilton Musical Theatre. 
Um, I think it's um, we've got some amazing creative talent in our city that a lot of people aren't aware of, you know, and I just can't wait for Hamilton Gardens Arts Festival to happen in another year's time. Yeah, it'll be worth the wait, I reckon. But I uh, just want to quickly touch on what you've just said, is that you're talking about, um, you know, you just want people to know and see all the cool creative things and people that we have in our city. And I feel like you guys have achieved that a wee bit with the ICC Women's Cricket World Cup. Because when I've popped down to um, games and I pop over to my gate to go in, there's been entertainment there, which I think is a really nice touch because obviously, well, not necessarily obviously, but I'm assuming that you guys potentially had bigger plans for kind of getting public events around the cricket happening, but because we're in red, you guys had to be adaptable, and it's great that you have, and that you still have managed to have pre-game um, entertainment going ahead. Yeah, you're right, Hannah. So um, there's a lot of the events that my team have been working on around this bigger event that haven't been able to happen, which is super disappointing. So that, that's the likes of official team welcomes, where we were going to officially welcome a couple of the teams with a, um, a whakato, um with the mayor and, and councillors and dignitaries, and unfortunately they weren't able to happen due to team protocols. Um, we were going to have a couple of community events, um with the community which obviously we're postponed we're unable to go ahead as well so the thing with cricket um that's a bit tricky in terms of pre-game entertainment is that people don't all arrive at the same time so the match will start at 2 p.m but people sort of dribble in when they feel like it because it like you said before it is quite a long game um so my team have found we we picked a few of the matches that we knew would be bigger in terms of 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 audience and attendance and we got some local talent in to do a little bit of performing for a couple of hours at one of the gates to really we wanted to show people that this is a world cup so we want to give them the atmosphere and like they would if it was non-covid restrictions and we had a full audience uh, you know a full venue so we engaged, um, well, we're quite closely for a lot of my events with um, talents of the Pacific Academy, um, with Landy and her crew there, and they have some amazing talent, like in- absolutely incredible. And um, unfortunately, one of our performers actually uh, tested positive for COVID the day before, but it's totally fine because Landy had backup, as always. Um, and we had this uh, beautiful voice and uh, and and musical instruments from one of um, her uh, young ladies um, in the academy. Um, And then we got some local Indian drummers to come and do some drumming. Um, And then tomorrow we've also got um, an amazing performance coming, another amazing performance from Talents of the Pacific Academy. We've also had our our friends at Freelance Street Theatre doing some stilt walking um, with amazing um, cricket attire on and oversized um, cricket pads and balls and things like that. So, again, for me, it's about showcasing local talent in that way as well and using locals for entertainment at our bigger events. So quite often I'll get um, talents of the Pacific Academy in onto the field for anthems and things like that. But free lunch are always a go-to as well for our um, entertainment for the crowds. So you're yeah. right, Hannah, you know, that you know, our, our genres can cross. So we've mm. got performing arts cross sport into one major event and it's it just shows how, you know, like how diverse our, our city can be. Exactly right. And, uh, I mean, if anything's true, we've just proved it right now with this um, low-key crossover episode that we've just done, mate. Thank you so much for your time today. I'll um, let you get back to your cricket and your FIFA. Is there's one thing I can say is that I know that a lot of the audience here are, are performing arts um, passionate, but these major events take hundreds of people to make them how they are. And um, it's particularly for the FIFA, you know, in these big events, we need a lot of volunteers to come forward. And you'll be surprised, you know, even if you're not a sport fan, you'll be surprised at what your skills from you know, from performing, you know, theatre performances or things can come in handy with 
helping run these big events and uh, you'll get an absolute thrill out of it. So make sure that you um, just look out for volunteer call-ups for some of these events because I think you'll, as, as Hannah found, flag bearing, uh, it's her newfound passion. Uh, no, I can verify that. Uh, but um, as I've already said, thank you, Bex. And uh, I'm going to play you out. I'm going to keep on with the Kiwi music vibe. Um, I'm going to play a new track from Lady Hawk and Broods. Here is Guilty Love. Fiona, thank you. Guilty Love by Ladyhawk and Broods, two Kiwi artists, well, a Kiwi artist and a Kiwi band, running on a bit of a theme today so far with every track we've played, mainly because I've been talking with Rebecca Aston about the ICC Women's Cricket World Cup, which is being hosted in New Zealand, in Kirikiriroa, in fact. Uh, you're listening to That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney on Free FM. independent community media. Now, I just want to take a minute to uh, thank Bex for her time today. It was lovely to catch up and kind of get an insight into major events and sports. I know that's the running joke with the show today. But as we're nearing the end, uh, I just want to quickly go through upcoming events and, of course, play Rick's Pick. Wouldn't be That's the Ticket without a Rick's Pick. I'll get into that in a moment. First, uh, let's have a look at... um, the cool creative things coming up in Kirikiriroa. Uh, so in no particular order, uh, the Meteor is currently closed uh, right now for their bathroom renovations, which seem to be going swimmingly. I've seen some awesome pics on their social media channels, their Instagram and their Facebook, of uh, what used to be their old bathrooms now becoming new bathrooms. Honestly, I've never been more excited to uh, use the Paku in my life. But... 
The media are closed. They do have a premiere of new New Zealand work, The Sherpa and the Beekeeper, Summit on Everest, coming in May. It's uh, running the 25th to the 29th. I should mention also that everything that I do plug in this section, I will put links to tickets and events up with the podcast of this episode. So do follow the That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney Facebook page if you haven't already. Looking at other upcoming events, Clarence Street have Shrek the Musical. Uh, It was scheduled to run in the April school holidays, but I believe it has now been moved to the July school holidays. So uh, keep an eye out for that one. Fun for the whole family, I reckon. Navara Lounge have Toby and the Rest coming through with a jazz gig on March 24th. And since my last episode, uh, Hamilton Playbox's production of Geezers was scheduled to be running at Rivoli Theatre at the end of this month. It's uh, had to be postponed. Uh, Geezers will now be running on August 27th to September 10th. And as I was talking about with Bex earlier in the show, it's great that uh, our community theatre venues and creators, that people are just postponing and not completely cancelling. I know it's hard, but uh, I just want to say... I think you're doing great and it's really awesome to see you keeping on, keeping on and trying to make this stuff happen. Lastly, but definitely not least, uh, Waikato Museum have just opened a new exhibition, Our Moon, Then, Now and Beyond. I gotta plug it because I'm a Mooney. Uh, A free exhibition, you can find out more about this at Waikato Museum. .co.nz. Now it is time for uh, the ever-important Rick's pick. Now to just explain this segment, um, I have an Uncle Rick. He is a great uncle, he is a big fan of listening to music, big fan of listening to radio, and so when he found out that I was getting my own radio show here on Free FM, he's like, cool, I'm going to write you a list and every week you can play Rick's pick. And every week I have played Rick's pick. He's um he's a he's a good dude Uncle Rick because he's given me about 4 A4 pages with different songs. Um, and I'm actually on my second Rick's pick list. The 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 first one was about 3 A5 pages. Um and then, you know, once we knew that this was going to stay, he really delivered. And so every week I pick a song and uh this week I've gone for a bit of a classic, trying to go on theme because we've been talking about um, the ICC Women's Cricket World Cup 2022 and women's sport in general. And so I've just gone for a song that has woman in the title. Uh, it's She's Always a Woman by Billy Joel. So uh, enjoy this and I will catch you guys next Tuesday. Matewa and take care out there fam. She can kill with a smile, she can wound with her eyes And she can ruin your faith with her casual lies And she only reveals what she wants you to see She hides like a child, but she's always a woman to me She can lead you to love, she can take you or leave you She can ask for the truth, but she'll never believe And she'll take what you give her as long as it's free Yeah, she steals like a thief, but she's always a woman to me Oh, she takes care of herself She can wait if she wants Ahead of her time Oh, and she never gives out And she never gives in She just changes her mind And she'll promise you more than the Garden of Eden And she'll carelessly cut you and laugh while you're bleeding But you'll bring out the best and the worst you can be Blame it all on yourself Cause she's always a woman to me
she wants She's ahead of her time Oh, and she never gives out And she never gives in She just changes her mind She's frequently kind and she's suddenly cool She can do as she pleases She's nobody's fool And she can't be convicted She's earned her degree And the most she will do Is throw shadows at you But she's always a woman to me Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.